Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another live edition of the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me, finishing up his lunch, is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. Or is that breakfast for you? Man, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I eat before I go to bed, and then I eat when I wake up. And then I don't really eat any other time during the day. So, I, yeah. Yeah. In my weird schedule. Yeah, I've been keeping some pretty weird hours here, too. I've been going to bed really late. Waking up really early for a little bit, and then... Doing a little bit of work and then going back to sleep and living with old people is weird, man. I've gone, uh, this is too libertarian for me. I've been in my parents' basement now for like a week. <laughs> uh, but it's almost over. I'm losing my mind. I am definitely going uh, a little stir crazy here. It's freezing and uh, I'm done. I'm done. I got. I finally closed on the sale of the condo, so that's done with. I'm officially homeless. And I, my say, I think this is the first time here. I've ever seen you wearing a uh, like a uh, yeah something not a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you your sweater on. So cold right now. Yeah, there's like a heating pad next to me. I might turn it on here in a minute. Oh God. Yeah, I don't miss this. I do not miss the Midwest at all. Um, I, I think I'm about ready to skip town. So by this time next week, hopefully I'll have something figured out. Um, what's been going on with you? Oh, nothing too terribly much. I'm, uh, I am working on selling my house now. So not, not these two, the, the old house back <clears throat> where we moved from. Uh, our renters found a place and moved out and... So now I got to get do a little bit of cleaning and get it listed and get it sold. Oh, man, the worst. I'm never buying anything again. I want to own nothing and be happy. <laughs> I think I think the elites, are, the global elites, the globalists are onto something. <laughs> they got it figured out. They they know the secret to happiness that you had never realized. Yeah, don't. Although I guess you know, like buy a fucking condo, man. Oh. You know, having a house and, and everything is it's a lot of work and it's a kind of a pain in the ass. Same with having a vehicle and all this other stuff. Like the own nothing and be happy is uh seems like it might not be that terrible all the time until you realize that all of the reasons that owning a house and a car and all that stuff are kind of terrible is because of the things government does to make it terrible. Like, why do I have to pay property tax on things that I already bought every year? Why do I have to put 
license plate and all of this other and registration and all of this other Liquor, bullshit bag, with my you know. Just oh dumb. man yeah i was uh when i when i closed on the sale i was reading through you know the the summary of, of all the fucking taxes and things that were involved. It was crazy, man. I should have, I should have brought a copy down to, to, to go over it on the show. Half of, half of everything was just some, some different tax or fee that the state or the city or the County w was dinging me with. Uh, uh, unbelievable, man. Tens of thousands of dollars worth of just horse shit. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, it's bad. It's bad enough, like out here rurally, the the different taxes and all this, and fees and regulations and bullshit. I can't imagine what it's like in a place like Chicago. It's got to be. Yeah. Well, it was just so funny because they all have the same fee, but they have to list it the three different. So it's like the state of Illinois transfer tax, city of Chicago transfer tax, Cook County transfer tax, and so they each get you for it, and they each get you for a different percentage, and that's just one of them. And it's just like, man, they get you coming and going. It really is a fucking racket, man. All around, just the fucking racket. Are you are you going through a realtor? Or are you selling it yourself? Uh, probably just gonna do it myself because it's that. yeah. Fuck we're realtors, we're out. We're out the in show. the country enough that and and the market is the housing market around here is still strong enough that somebody's gonna want to take it. And I'm I'm listing it for below below market value just because. I have a target that will pay off that and pay off all of our properties here. And then I don't have any mortgage payments, period. So if I hit that goal, like I don't really care. I'm not trying to make a ton of money off of this. I'm just trying to like walk away from this completely debt free. Oh, and then you just have to keep renting it from from the government yeah. in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah. What a system we got here. And a system, by the way, that seems to be going after a uniquely evil human being in Donald Trump, something that we've never seen in a president before. He is just so bad and so corrupt that he must be arrested. Regardless of, you know, whatever we can get him on, it doesn't matter because he's literally uh, he's the devil. What, um, so I've, have you been following this story at all? Kind of hard not to. Yeah. Uh, so there was all the, you know, there was all the talk cause he had, he had said last, what was it? Friday that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday and then Tuesday came and went and nothing happened. And then on Wednesday, I think it was the DA, uh, around the case, was they were supposed to they were supposed to have a hearing on Wednesday and the DA postponed it sent the grand jury home uh, told them like be on standby we might do it tomorrow and then tomorrow being yesterday Thursday and that tomorrow came and went and nothing happened with it there's also a bunch of letters um, that this DA has written and like correspondence and stuff where he talked when he first came into office, uh, the former DA had really been trying to pursue this. And when this guy came into office, he looked at all of the evidence and the information around the case. And he was like, yeah, we're not doing this. There's, there's nothing here. And so he just pushed it to the back burner. And then a bunch of people in the office like quit because he wasn't going to pursue it. 
And so, like, he, he has been on record saying that the, the evidence is incredibly flimsy. Um, he doesn't think that it'll ever hold up in court. Like, I think he's being pushed by prosecutors and, and a, a corrupt New York judicial system to, to try to push forward with this. But he, he knows he doesn't have a case, so he's, like, not, not really on board. It really is something to watch. I mean, this is flimsier than the impeachments of Donald Trump. I mean, what they're trying to get, the case that they're trying to make, from what I understand, is that, was this back in 2016? When did he allegedly make these payments? Yeah, 2015 or 2016. I think it might have been before the election in 2016. Yeah. So... 130 or 150 grand changed hands um, allegedly went from Donald Trump to Stormy Daniels, the porn star as hush money. Their claim is that he violated campaign finance laws by, by sending her this money. And even that would be, is not something that the Manhattan district attorney should be pursuing. So they're trying to tap. They're trying to tie it to another, um, more local issue that they can get him for. Where it's like, if you know, if in connection to these payments he violated some other crime, then we can get him on that. And it's supposed to be a misdemeanor, but we're going to elevate it to a felony just because we really don't like this guy. And man, there's just first of all, of all the things that they've come at Donald Trump for. And all the things that they've um, told us that he's guilty of. I mean, from being a Russian asset to, you know, uh, a coup, a coup d'etat, uh, January 6th, insurrection. Um, Don't forget about all the tax fraud. <clears throat> right, all the tax fraud. And it's, I mean, they've been investigating him and talking about investigating and and just poisoning the well with the corporate press for the last, uh, what, seven eight years now so we are this is what they got they got him uh they got him paying some money to uh to a porn star to keep her mouth shut like who cares even if he was guilty of this and he did everything that they're talking about who cares i i can't I can't imagine mustering up the will to care about this at all i mean how many politicians are paying off their side pieces to shut the fuck up. Right. What, uh, like, what was Swalwell? What, what was he caught doing? I guess he wasn't paying her off. He was just caught sleeping with the enemy. Right. Right. But this is just like, wow, dude. Does anybody really care that uh, a billionaire uh, politician ha- had an affair and and paid her 150 grand to shut up about it, which she didn't do. She like, re- did she write a book? <laughs> I feel like she wrote a book, but she was talking all the time. Um, they've already sort of adjudicated this. And, you know, they, the the courts basically ordered Stormy Daniels to pay Donald Trump like 300 grand. <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest thing is the courts ordered her to pay him more for what? What was it? I can't remember what the exact... Um, ruling was but anyway yeah they 
ordered her to pay him more than he had paid her in hush money to begin with. Like right. if they'd have just left it alone, she could have had $150,000 and like not had to worry about any of this bullshit. Yeah. And this is all just, all just so ridiculous. And it, it just goes to show you how, how low they are willing to stoop. I mean, these people have no shame, no shame. This is just, I just can't imagine this would be something that you would actually put somebody in handcuffs for. Like he took some of his money and he gave it to somebody else. Oh, but he's, he misfiled business papers or something with this thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, nobody ever does that either. I mean, this is, this is what we're, they have nothing on him. They have Man. less nothing. And then the, the other day we got this, do you want to pull up that, that article that I, that I sent you with the, about the letter. Yeah. yeah. Because so uh, Trump's attorney has basically, um, well, uh, Michael Cohen, right? So Michael Cohen's attorney sent a letter to the DA saying that this money didn't come from Donald Trump. It came out of his lawyer's own pocket. He did it on his own accord without the knowledge of Donald Trump. And he was never reimbursed. And that was in 2018. That wasn't like something that just came this past week whenever all of this came out. And and then like a lot of the, the leftists have pointed out that uh, Michael Cohen was uh, found guilty of lying to uh, a grand jury or something. And yes, that he did lie about. I can't remember what it was that he uh, what how it was that they cornered him into that uh it was one of those things where like they ask a really pointed question and then it doesn't matter how you answer you're going to end up perjuring either perjuring yourself or or lying uh but anyway like it wasn't <laughs> that wasn't in relation to this when when but that's what they all like oh but he he lied to a jury it's like but that wasn't okay about yes this. <laughs> right <laughs> Again, you guys, they're grasping at, I don't even know if you can call these straws anymore. I don't know what's less than a straw. Uh, this is just so ridiculous. And I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to just completely fabricate this letter just as like, a, you know, we're going to cover our ass kind of thing. And none of this ever happened. They, they moved money around to make it look like this happened after the fact. You know, there's probably a good chance that that happened. But again, who cares? Who really cares that uh, a guy gave some chick that he was sleeping with money to keep her mouth shut? I, I mean, who cares? And what's How the could he possibly like, be upset about that? It's his money. It, <laughs> well, they were if, trying to they were trying to act like the the uh, saying that it was hush money was somehow like a crime of some sort. They had a you didn't have to take it. Right, they had a consensual uh, whatever, and then to try to save face, he paid her money. Basically, it was like an NDA. It was uh, in effect. Yeah. It was her payment for signing an NDA. And then she went back on that, and a, or a judge determined that she had to pay him back because... Yeah. He broke the NDA. Like, oh, this was all like above board. 
I don't. How are you going to say that he's going to go to jail for giving her hush money? Like she voluntarily took it. Right. It's not like he put a gun to her head and said, take this money or else. Uh, It's all just so ridiculous. I can't believe that this is what they're spending their time on after everything. I, I, I mean, this is this is all that you've gotten. That's it. From uh, the walls are closing in. He's a Russian asset to tax evasion and uh, corrupt uh, the Trump school or whatever, all this other stuff. They're good. And this is what they got him on. This is what they got him on. His lawyer paying uh, a porn star money. All right. Yeah, this is what we're going to. This is the uniquely evil. And, I, you know, I've seen a lot of just awful takes on this uh, on the twitters the blue checkmark twitters in particular but uh, especially in the the libertarian circles where they're like oh yeah like no president is above the law blah 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 and this is this is great because it's setting precedent that no no president is above the law and we'll go after them no that is not what is happening here if that's what you think is happening here that they're setting a precedent to arrest uh, past and future presidents uh, because they violated the law. That is just, I, I don't know what planet you're on. That's not what's happening here. They all believe that Trump is uniquely evil and that he must be stopped by any means necessary. So they're breaking precedent. Precedent is that any president, precedent and president is a, uh, weird weird uh thing to have to say back to back but any president of the united states can get away with murder quite literally and violating the constitution and war crimes and crimes against humanity and we just don't prosecute the previous one because the next one wants to do it remember when barack obama got into office and they were you know uh bush had like admitted that we fucking tortured people <laughs> and obama gets up there he's like yeah you know uh, we tortured some folks but that's all in the past so we're gonna move on it's like wait that's the president that's the precedent for the you know how we're gonna treat presidents of the united states they are above the law that's like basically the whole idea of this government system that we've created is that they are the law. That is, you know, the Judge Dredd quote. They're above it. Um, they get treated differently. And that's what that's what makes everybody so upset when they see like a, a president getting arrested or treated because th- this whole system that they, you know, they work for us and of the people, it all comes crashing down when you realize that they get complete special treatment, of course, because that's that's the system that we've designed. They're, they're, I mean, they're essentially royalty. So right. Act- <clears throat> how much time are they going to spend looking into like all of the Clinton? I guess the Clintons don't really pay people off. They just uh, have them hang themselves from a tree in their backyard with a shotgun woman to the chest. But, uh, you know, the other the other politicians that have been paying people off for literally years and right. for, for much like- worse offenses, by the way, than having an affair. I mean, nothing like none of this is illegal. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a bad look for him. It's not like he's paying somebody off to cover up something illegal. Right. You know, it's just he just didn't want it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it would look bad for his campaign. And I guess that was the original argument that they tried to come up with, that he was breaking campaign finance laws because 
paying her off uh, helped his campaign and therefore it was a campaign expenditure or something like that. I don't know. As yeah. Every expenditure you make that benefits you in some way can be tied to your campaign finances somehow. Yeah, they were trying to tie it in somehow with like that. What, what was it? The explanation that was being made was that uh, Michael Cohen had paid her and then he reimbursed Cohen and uh, and called it legal fees or something like that. Yeah. But they they were trying to say that he paid Cohen out of the out of the campaign finance or something. Out of, out, yeah, uh, out of his campaign funds. But I, I don't think that ever happened. Um, at yeah, least they I haven't seen anything. It. Yeah, I haven't seen any proof of, of that. That's just what they've said. Yeah. And again, you just have to take a, a step back if you're one of these people suffering from Trump derangement syndrome and just realize that if they had any evidence of anything, you'd be hearing about it. I mean, look, look how crazy they go with just um, suspicions. You know, they'll they'll act like, oh, yeah, we have smoke. So there's definitely fire kind of thing. And they will run with that for years relentlessly for years so if they actually had evidence the uh, proof positive that he actually did something wrong you'd be hearing about it you'd absolutely be hearing about it speaking of running with it for years you want me to pull up that supercut yes that's a good good transition because this these are you know the mindset of the people uh going after trump here 58 house democrats have recently voted to advance articles of impeachment. Impeach him first and then indict him. Yes, the president, a sitting president, can be indicted. Even if the president were to somehow find some way to terminate Mueller, the, the indictments would continue to grind. You could impeach anybody on anything. Uh, you can try and indict. He is not functioning as the president of the United States. Frankly, if he ever gets indicted, he'll have insanity as a defense, <laughs> I suppose, from a criminal charge. Um, but it, it, it's hardly, you know, this is a serious matter. You're starting to hear people talk about the possibility that Donald Trump leaves office in two years and then finds himself in the crosshairs of these New York prosecutors, this sitting president, can and should be indicted. President, there for sure is more than likely going to serve some jail time. It's clear that Trump is the target and he'll be indicted eventually. Uh, on the day Donald Trump leaves office, the Justice Department uh, may indict him. Now there is talk of jail time for the president. That Mueller could indict the president for obstruction of justice. Donald Trump should be indicted for calling a cooperating witness a rat. He should have been indicted. A sitting president can be indicted by the Justice Department. Why aren't we at the target, Trump, having committed crimes to get the presidency? So why aren't we at an indictment yet? I think there's generally consensus the president has probably committed indictable crimes. It's very strongly in favor of indicting the president when he is out of office. That there may be enough evidence to indict Trump. Is Donald Trump going to be indicted? Maybe it'll happen. Maybe he'll go to prison. I, you know. Will he ever see the inside of a prison cell? DA could get a ham sandwich indicted. Hey, listen, Trump's the Big Mac. Even if Donald Trump himself is not ever indicted, there is another way that prosecutors can actually indict the entire Trump org. We hope uh, that the Attorney General sees the importance of moving ahead uh, with this indictment, moving ahead with locking Steve Bannon up. The whole enchilada, the whole company indicted by next week. Why not pursue it? 
and see what happens. Merrick Garland, if you indict Trump, you'll be my person of the year, of the decade. The only thing worse than indicting him would be not indicting him. Would be folly not to indict them. Donald Trump is an ordinary citizen and is committing crimes right now. I like the idea of Mark Meadows going to jail for the rest of his life, but I still think that the committee has laid out that the person on top of all of this, in charge of all of this, doing all of this, was Donald Trump. I think now for him not to indict, frankly, would cause this country more harm than even if he indicts and there's a hung jury or not a successful conviction. I think there should be no case in which they wouldn't indict. I don't think we should be treating him the way other ex-presidents were treated. I think the extent of what Donald Trump's done is so egregious that no attorney general, uh, no fair-minded attorney general would have any choice. According to The Atlantic, Garland is preparing to indict Trump despite moving at the cautious pace of an institutionalist. The only reasons Trump hasn't been indicted by now is because he's a former president and because he has hand-picked judges on his side. Accountability for some people means that we get a pound of flesh from Donald Trump and that he ends up behind bars. Don't you think it's about time for special counsel Jack Smith to just indict Trump? And would such a move take Trump off the campaign trail? Is this the charge you would want him to be indicted on? Would a January 6th DOJ indictment or say a Georgia election interference charge? It's just so insane. The, they are just com- up, obsessed with him and this idea like what I, I think the problem they're having is like what can you indict trump for that you wouldn't automatically have to indict every other fucking president in my lifetime for doing and you really can't come up with anything other than yes uh barack obama probably didn't pay off some porn star okay so we'll go we'll go we'll go with that. That's what we got. Right. I, I mean it's this is insanity. I, I can't believe that uh, this these people who are the ones who claim that you know this precious democracy is under attack can rally behind um arresting a, a presidential candidate for um paying off a porn star a couple of years ago and just to take him out of the race. Yeah, it's completely asinine. Like, um, and everything, like everything that they've tried to hold against him, has been as flimsy, if not more flimsy. Like the the Russia, uh, the Russia Gate stuff ended up actually being the Hillary campaign that the Russians were working with. Uh, yeah. The tax evasion or tax fraud stuff. Uh, They've they've released his tax returns twice. And like they always make this big deal about, oh, these tax returns show that he did this and this and this. And it's like, um, you obviously have no fucking clue about like how tax law works or anything. Like if you look at the and the way he has his organization set up, it's a it's a private business. He can he's a private owner, so he has certain ways to utilize the money that he makes to reinvest into the business and not have to pay a lot of stuff. And that's a hundred percent legal. Uh, like all, every time they, uh, the January six stuff, they released, like they've had the J six committee going on for two years. Now they released all those like tapes and stuff. And, and uh, what was it like Capitol police statements from 
what was going on with Trump the day of. And like all of that indicates that he had nothing to do with it. Like, it's just yeah. everything about it. Like he's always on. I mean, he, they, he's Teflon Don. They call him Teflon Don for a reason. I mean, he he does come across as like a bumbling buffoon, but you don't get to where he is in life without learning how to sidestep these types of landmines. So like, I'm sure he's doing some crazy shady shit with his. Okay, first of all, I don't care. Anybody that cheats on their taxes uh, gets my stamp of approval. But yeah, like it's just it's not the unique evil that you think it is. And this kind setting this kind of precedent where you're going to basically take anybody out of play that isn't an establishment Democrat or Republican. Like regardless of how Donald Trump actually governed, he still talked about draining the swamp and, uh, you know, wreaking havoc to the establishment of Washington. He came out against the military industrial complex and, you know, he is, he, he didn't really walk the walk, but he talked the talk and that was enough to set them off on this path. And that is the precedent they're, they're setting. It's like, if you don't, if you don't play ball with us, we will come at, at you from like a million different directions and we'll get you on something. And, it, you know, we'll paint you as this uniquely, uh, uniquely evil. Who was that Scarborough or something that said he was like, this is an unprecedentedly bad person here. It's just like, no, no, he's not. This is what they all do. I, I mean, could you imagine if we got to audit all of these uh, multi, like hundred million from a hundred million up to billion um, net worth politicians, if we got to see where all these payments of money were going, could you imagine what, what kind of scandals would unfold? Yeah. Golly, and I mean, just just think about the <laughs> just the the Joe Biden stuff alone that the media spent every ounce of technology and energy they had gaslighting and blocking and uh, kicking people off of fucking platforms and full on suppression. It, <clears throat> yeah, uh, everything that they were that they were saying was a Russian disinformation and misinformation and has the all the earmarks of like Russian propaganda, all this stuff. Every single one of those things is worse than what they're trying to arrest Trump for. And everything one of those things is actually 100% true. Yes. But, but man, goddamn no, Donald Did Trump. you see the Me thing? Uh, I'm trying to remember who it, who it was. I think it was uh, Comer. Yeah, it was uh, James Comer from Kentucky. He's a senator from Kentucky. Anyway, he's on the finance committee or something, and they're auditing some biden records and stuff and finding out that the uh that the biden family and their connections and influence through joe have taken like a fuckload of money from uh this chinese communist party and from uh i want to say also from russia this and oh no no well there was some russia a whole lot of the ukrainian deal like that's there's there's legitimate legal problems with a lot of that stuff uh and and they're yeah. they're moving that, forward with it at a snail's pace because that's the way government works but the like the finance committee or something whatever it is at comer's uh heading they're 
they are moving forward with uh, digging up some of that stuff. When when asked about it, he said uh, it's as bad as we all. It's as bad as everybody thinks it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is for those of you out there that care about this system of government that we've built, whatever you want to call it, your precious democracy. If you're going to support the government turning on a, a potential presidential candidate that they don't like and sort of weaponizing the, the justice system to go to go after them for un, completely trumped up, uh, pardon the pun, charges, you're not going to have a system anymore. I, I mean, the, some of the people that believe in this system the most and that are willing to die for it and defend it with a, you know every fiber of their being are trump supporters and there's just no way that you can that you can just so thinly it's not even thinly veiled it's just blatant go after their guy for no reason other than you don't like him and you want him out of the way and we're going to use the entire, you know, this entire apparatus, the largest government the world's ever seen with all this power and all this money. And we're going to make sure we take them out of play. That's that is a recipe for disaster. As much as you hate Donald Trump and you want to see him behind bars, uh, not like this, you don't not on something like this. If you want to get him for like a legitimate crime, um, murder, uh, crimes against humanity, war crimes violating the constitution that he swore an oath to uphold and defend uh, oh okay um but then the problem again is that you have to you you can apply that to just about everybody and they don't want to do that they had to find something uniquely evil about donald trump and it's just all these politicians are such scumbags it's it's almost impossible to do the only thing that's unique about donald trump is that he doesn't speak like a politician he doesn't talk like one of these robot fucking politicians that have been groomed their whole life to be these aliens these lizard people could you imagine if they like legitimately perp walked him like called him out in yeah. cuffs how like rabid that would turn his base and also yeah. like and also if they did that and then all of this stuff came out about how the da knows that it's a completely busted case and that they don't have anything to actually charge him on then that came out then I would push everybody, like, because let's be honest. There are a lot of people who are big Trump supporters, and there are a lot of people who think that Trump should be in jail because he's a convicted criminal, even though he's literally never been convicted of anything. Just uh, in the court of public opinion. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> but then you've got this huge group in the middle that are like, well, there's fatigue. And also there's like starting to see that it's all uh, bullshit. And if they did something like that and then it came out that like they don't have anything to charge him on, that would probably turn a lot of people in his favor because a lot of people are kind of uh, in modern society turning against our justice system because they're seeing how flawed and how corrupt it is. And if something like that came out, like, you would turn a bunch of people in his favor just out of the simple fact that they're fed up with the bullshit of continuing to push forward with this. Now, how many millions and millions and millions of dollars has our federal government spent chasing their tail, trying to catch Trump on some bullshit instead of like, just, I don't know, moving on being like, all right, he's the ex president. 
now we forget about him like we did with every other fucking ex-president yeah well i and some of the i mean some of these cities are like borderline unlivable and this is what we're spending our resources on you know it's just like yeah i i know people in chicago they're they're afraid to drive their car at night because they think they're gonna get carjacked which is a it's a legitimate fear at this point i don't know what it's like in new york i'm sure it's no fucking picnic anymore um but this is yeah this is what they're using their resources for and it's just so obviously corrupt to to I don't even understand how people can sort of separate like Donald Trump's so corrupt. We have to have him arrested, but we're going to go like do everything um, backhanded, underhanded and corrupt in order to try to take him down on something that nobody like if you just labeled you had like three or four cases. Right. And you didn't have the person's name. It was just, you know, person X did this and person Y did that and person Z did this other thing. And you were just, you know, one was X was uh, Donald Trump and Y was Joe Biden and Z was like H.W. Uh, Bush. It's just like. A hundred people out of a hundred just seeing what the charges were. Would go uh, Donald Trump would be set free every day of the week and twice on Sunday. They'd be like, oh, we don't care about that. Right. No, nobody. Nobody cares about it. It shouldn't even be illegal to, to do anything that he did that, that he's accused of being. Uh, done. Like if I was on a jury and uh, he was like, oh, he violated campaign. I don't care. It's it's a stupid fucking law. It shouldn't exist. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all of it. Oh, you, you fabricated business papers for. OK, yeah, don't care. Once again, he shouldn't even have to turn over those fucking papers to you guys. One. Well, oh, at that time, a large portion of his campaign financing was self-funded anyway. He wasn't. He wasn't raking in like huge amounts of money at the time of all this stuff going on. Like a lot of his uh, financial support stuff came after the fact. He he started getting like the big <clears throat> the big donors and rallies and stuff like that. Like after, after yeah, after he, he, won the he had first to take election. out a bunch of people first. When he became the front runner, then yeah, then some money started flowing in. But yeah, up until then, he was uh, well play that. So we do have this interview that he was doing. I think this was from 2018 as well. And this was just kind of funny because people are posting this being like, look, he's admitted he admitted that he uh, he made these payments, um, not his lawyer. So just go ahead and roll it and comment on it. Did you know about the payments? Uh, later on, I knew later on. But you have to understand, Ainsley, what he did and they weren't taken out of campaign finance. That's a big thing. That's a much bigger thing. Did they come out of the campaign? They didn't come out of the campaign. They came from me and I tweeted about it. You know, I put, I don't know if you know, but I tweeted uh, about the payments. <laughs> just uh, there, There's something about that where it's just like, he almost has to brag about making the payments. He's like, these are big, beautiful payments that I made to Stormy Daniels. <laughs> and I think this, this must've been back when he was just worried about uh, campaign finance issues and not whatever the, you know, the um, associated charge that the DA is trying to come up with to make this something that he can charge Trump for. But I mean, like it, the only way that it could possibly be something to charge for is if it's tied to campaign finance. Otherwise it's, it's, it's already been settled. Like, like I mean, we yeah. talked about it earlier. And then again, like, right, and like what we said, then that's a federal issue. It's, it has nothing to do with the state of New York. 
right. It's just in, insane that they they want to keep on just banging their heads against this brick wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. And I don't think, you know, I, I'm wondering if they floated this story out there to kind of get the reaction from people, like a little, like we're going to put Donald Trump in handcuffs this week. Um, Because they've clearly walked it back. I don't think he's going to spend any time in a jail cell. Uh, if these are the only charges that they have, um, I, I don't see him. I don't see that whole um, plethora of the corporate press. Just about everybody except somebody on Fox News. It seems like I was just salivating to see Donald Trump behind bars. I, I don't think you're going to get that. I really don't. Trying to find... Uh... There it is. Okay, so the the DA uh, was having trouble convincing the grand jury of uh, potential charges due to the weakness of the case. <laughs> yeah. uh, in in January of 2022, he stopped pursuing the case against Trump and suspended the in the investigation indefinitely <laughs> because there was nothing there. And after doing that, uh, one of the top prosecutors. Who was part of the or in the office resigned in protest because because he wouldn't push forward with a flimsy nothing burger case. Yeah, I mean to go ahead. I yeah, it's just you can't allow the story to be that Donald Trump is just this unicorn of a problem in the United States and that he must be arrested for any reason that we can get him on because he's just so bad. Whatever it is, we have to get him on, even if it's just, you know, jaywalking, lock him up and throw away the key. Uh, you can't you just can't have that be the the story that you allow you allow them to go with, um, because that is setting a precedent. It's not setting the precedent that the president of the United States is above the law. They've set that precedent already. The precedent that they're setting is that they will come after you. This whole deep state apparatus, all these unelected uh, bureaucrats and these judicial appointments, they will turn this whole system against you if you cross the, the wrong people in the establishment. And that, I mean, that is the end of uh, freedom as you know it. And I don't think anybody, regardless of what you think of Donald Trump, should be in support of something like this. He never should have paid her anything anyway. Like after the uh, after the grab him by the pussy thing came out, he should have just leaned into it, been like, "Yeah, grab him by the pussy. I fucked a porn star. Like, let's yeah, do this." I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know why he did it either. I mean, um, like you said, he's Teflon Don. Like he, even the grab him by the pussy thing never did get any. Like it pissed off all the crazed leftoids, but for everybody else, it became a joke. Because everybody else knew that that was like that's legitimate locker room talk. Like there was all these NBA players that came out. Oh, we don't talk about we don't talk like that in locker rooms. And then like literally forty five minutes later, somebody would re release a video or a video or an audio clip of that exact same motherfucker saying the, almost the exact same thing in a locker room. It's like yeah, you don't you don't talk like that in locker rooms. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot goes on in those locker rooms, man. Uh. I don't know. I don't even know what else to say. It's just so fucking crazy, man. I can't wait to to watch this whole thing play out. I don't think he's going to be... Uh, I, I don't think they have the balls to put him in handcuffs, let alone put him in a jail cell. Uh, 
be pretty interesting to see how you handle the legitimate arrest of a president though like what the actual process would be because you, you can't just like th lock like throw them in the fucking general pop <laughs> county uh, yeah i don't i don't know how i mean as a former president don't you have secret service like for life yeah so. Yeah, well, that's why I think they had to like negotiate. They're trying to like negotiate his surrender or something with the Secret Service because you can't just like roll up on a, on a president um, because he's going to be guarded. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how any of that would work. I, obviously, they don't know how it would work either. It's not. Yeah, this is just this is just such a bad idea. Again, like overplaying your hand and. Like, let's say they do uh, bring charges against him. It's like you're making Donald Trump like a uh, almost like a sympathetic character at this point, like a martyr. You uh, know, after after January 6th, he was really quiet. And then following Biden's inauguration, Trump really kind of disappeared. Like there were you know rumblings about the court cases to have the election overturned or have and it wasn't even to have it overturned. It was to review what was going on in some of these questionable parts of the country where some very clearly shady shit happened. And wow, 2022, the exact same places had similar shady shit happening. Like, yeah. amazing, right? Uh, maybe he was on to something. But, like, he really kind of shut up and went away to a large extent. And if they just left it alone... He probably would have just moved on, but instead, like, and that's his, that's his ego and that's his personality because they kept coming after him. They kept up drumming up new bullshit and they kept his name in the, in the media cycle nonstop. That just, they, I mean, they just keep poking the bear and yeah. there's a, they're amazed that the bear keeps charging at him. Like that's a, yeah, that's a good point. And he's always been sort of like a counter puncher. He never would come out there and just start throwing haymakers. He would wait for somebody to insult him somehow, and then he would counter and fucking own them. <laughs> and uh, I don't see this turning out any differently. I mean, these th this is just such a bullshit case on its face. Uh, they're bending over backwards to try to elevate these charges to something that would actually be meaningful. And it's just... Uh, yeah, the whole thing just absolutely ridiculous. Well, we do have uh, we do have some Rumble live chat commenters. Uh, Jay Forte says you know they keep him around in the news because they know where their bread is buttered for ratings. Like, I mean, that was something that I talked about back when he first uh, was getting ready to leave office. I was like, the main, mainstream media can't leave him alone. Like they can't move on from him because then they go back to twenty twelve through twenty eight or through twenty six. Uh, yeah, twelve through sixteen Obama. Like for the first. Oh, first term Obama, you've got the first black president. So you can like run with that. And it's, you know, a big thing. Second term Obama, all they did was spend four years just sucking his dick left and right. And everybody got tired of it. And you saw all of these media companies just like drop into the gutter. And then you get the Trump em immersion in 2015, 2016. And now the media cycle drums back up because they've got Trump and he, you know, they can beat that drum. If Trump goes away, they fold all of them because they don't have anything else to talk about. It's true. Yeah. Well, they're already folding and they were kind of, uh, you know, we saw the, the cracks in that foundation and that did kind of bring 
yeah, that that does kind of coincide with with a lot of the the hysteria around Donald, like the round two hysteria uh, around Donald Trump and January sixth and all that. Well, like Twitter was Twitter was failing, like Twitter was going bankrupt before Donald Trump's presidential run. But Trump was on Twitter every day. And so that got people looking at his Twitter and he was tweeting mean things and all of this stuff. And so like Donald Trump effectively single-handedly saved Twitter. Like, yeah. like literally that's how and that, the whales. <laughs> that's how that worked. Like it, they were, they were a company circling the drain before his presidential run. And then that became the place that everybody went to for their news because that's where Donald Trump was. And that's where it was driving interest. Yeah, I, I know this is going to sound crazy, but they could try actually doing some journalism. Might get them some views. <laughs> I don't even know if they know how to do that, though. They're certainly not set up for it. But if they were just reporting honest news, they might get some views. Uh, you want to you use that to segue into uh, the thing we can close on? Some honest news that uh, doesn't get talked about very much, but is definitely having a massive impact on the country especially on urban areas yeah yeah so i saw this one go ahead and you can, you can why can it. only one of every 100 chicago black students do math at grade level chicago mayoral candidate johnson offers some clues uh, so this is one of those that i've actually done quite a bit of, of research on and looking at at a lot of stuff. It's not just Chicago either. It's basically every major metropolitan area. Uh, Baltimore and New York are really bad. Uh, I'm trying to remember Detroit and I want to say uh, Minneapolis. And I was going to say uh, was, uh, 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 Milwaukee. It's it's Minneapolis. Detroit and Minneapolis are not as bad, but they're pretty bad. Atlanta is possibly the worst. Um, these large inner city schools that are predominantly black have incredibly high graduation rates. Like they they're touting like 98% graduation rates for their students. Yay. Like we're, you know, no child left behind. We're, we're pushing these kids through school and they're getting their high school diplomas and yay, rah, rah. It turns out they're not actually teaching them anything. They're not actually making them learn anything. Uh, the I want to say it was in uh, in Georgia, the illiteracy rate for black uh, high school graduates, like uh, 62 percent of high school of black high school graduates in the state of Georgia are effectively illiterate, like not like read at a fifth grade level, like can't fucking function uh, like it's insane. And it's because they're not they're not doing anything to actually make them learn. They're just passing them through and graduating them so they can tout these amazing graduation rates. And and then like in uh, I want to say it was in New York, they were some of these inner city schools were like getting these kids pushed through school and then getting them loans to go to college. And then within a semester or you know some of them would make it for a full year, but they end up dropping out of college because they're literally fucking illiterate. And so then not only do they have a completely worthless high school diploma because they don't know how to do anything and they didn't learn to read or write or do math. And now they've got about $25,000 in student debt that they have no ability to pay off. It's like, I like, yeah. 
that no child left behind has fucked this country right yeah well it's like i said like i always say whatever the the legislation the name of the legislation is the exact opposite is the intent and the result um they and again this isn't like a black white thing this is just most of these inner city schools have um majority minority populations and they have just i mean these school systems are unusable and, and what they're doing to these communities is i mean if it's not intentional um I don't know how to tell the difference because if it was intentional, it would look exactly the way it does now where you, you, you just completely cripple these poor kids. Um, you don't teach them how to do anything. You don't teach them how to, how to read, how to write uh, basic arithmetic, you know, teach them any life skills. You just sort of herd them like cattle through these government propagation uh, propaganda machines. And then, yeah, you just, turn out this i mean they just want these sheep that they can manipulate and get them to vote for them i mean that, that that's it these are just cash cows for them and they don't want them to be able to think for themselves or to realize that they're you know these charges against donald trump are completely ridiculous or anything like that they want them uh stupid and dependent man have they done a tremendous job with that stupid dependent and uh like programmable, easily programmable. Like they can just say something and they will parrot. These kids will parrot whatever they hear. Um, Stupid people are easier to control. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. very, it's very proven. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, well, and it's, it's just harder for them to, to make it on their own. So they're going to be dependent on the, on these people that are promising them the world. And I'm from the government. I'm here to help you, but man, look how this help is turning. I mean, all these tax dollars that we go to these schools, how much are these schools spending per student now? Uh, $20,000 per student. Eight, yeah. There's yeah. a study on that because they, um, especially the, the people who really push the, you know, systematic racism is what's holding all of these black kids down and stuff like that. Like, if you look at it, the, the amount of money spent per student um, on things that actually go towards benefiting their, uh, their ability to learn and like helping them as a student to grow and develop uh, in these like big inner city, predominantly black schools, a it's, it's almost like two or three times as much money goes to those schools and they spend like less than half per student on actual like stuff that would help them. Most of it all yeah. goes to administration and buildings yeah, they, and they bullshit. Grow the bureaucracy. Yeah. And if and you look at these predominantly predominantly white private schools and charter schools and stuff like that, they get a whole lot less funding, but they're spending almost twice as much per student on actually like doing the things that develop the students. So like, yeah, it's not that it's, it's not systematic racism. It's not that it's a problem with not getting enough funding. It's the fact that these massive fucking teachers unions just eat up all of that money and none of it actually goes towards the classroom. None of it actually goes towards helping students. It all goes into the bureaucracy of the system. And so nothing ever happens. Nothing ever gets better. Right. And it's just a great microcosm for how government operates in general. I mean, they, these these big systems uh, with these unions and these protected workers, they, all the incentives line up to, to grow that apparatus and not actually improve the lives of the people that they're supposedly um, 
out there fighting for. And it's just, I don't know what more evidence you need of a broken system than uh, what they've done to education. And you can't, you cannot blame that on the free market. You just can't do it. These are all government schools. Right. The private schools and the, like the small schools and stuff like that, the ones that are kind of outside of that purview to some extent, uh, they're the ones that are actually actually churning out people who are intelligent and know what they're doing. And it, there's a reason that all of the politicians in Washington send all of, send all of their kids to private schools. Like none of them are sending their kids to public schools. They know what's going on. Like, yeah, they're unusable. I wouldn't, if I had a kid, there's no way my kid would be going to public school. It just, it wouldn't happen. Um, <laughs> speaking of, uh, well, I don't know if this guy was a public school um, graduate but do you have the uh, this guy Cruz? What's his name? Uh, first name starts with a K. Cato. Cato Cruz. Yeah. So, I you guys know I'm no lawyer, but I have watched my cousin Vinny, so I learned a few things about disclosure that apparently this guy had no idea he's at a senate nomination uh hearing or whatever where he gets grilled by all these senators to ask him you know a bunch of questions about how he would rule on this or how he would rule on that what uh position he he's being uh nominated for i think it was uh, it. he's he'll be a federal federal trial court so he would see some of these like lower courts the uh lower court things before they make it up to uh to like federal courts yeah or to uh to like the supreme court type stuff and on paper i'm sure he looks great you know he checks a lot of the boxes that the obama administration is looking for and this type of position uh he is a a uh, person of color i'm sure he graduated high school um did he gra where did he go to law school do we know probably uh, an hbcu <laughs> I was guessing. Um, but yeah, so he's he's got all the degrees that is you know, he gay as well. Have. If he's if he's not gay, then then they're not sure. I'm not sure if he's gay. That might be his one flaw, other than not knowing what a Brady motion is, which go ahead and roll this. But just know that he checks every single box, and on paper, I'm sure he looks like a fantastic candidate. He's graduated all these schools, he's gone through the, the whole government process. And he's got a law degree now, and I think he's been said he'd been practicing for like four years or something. But yeah, go ahead and roll it. Let's see, see how we're doing. Tell me how you analyze a Brady motion. How I analyze a Brady motion? Yes, uh, Senator. In my uh, four and a half years on the bench, I'm not don't believe I've had the occasion to uh, address a Brady uh, motion in my career. Do you know what a Brady motion is? Uh, Senator, uh, in my time on the bench, I've not had occasion to address that. And so uh, it's not coming to mind at the moment what a Brady motion is. Um, do you recall the U.S. Supreme Court case, Brady v. Maryland? Uh, I do recall uh, the name of the case, the Senator, yes. And what did it hold? I believe that the Oof. Brady case uh, in well, Senator, I believe the Brady case involves something regarding the Second Amendment. It is not. I've not had occasion to address that. If that issue were to come before me, uh, I would certainly analyze that Supreme Court precedent uh, and apply it uh, as I would need to to the facts in front of me. 
CD McRae says, I literally know about the Brady motion because I'm into true crime. <laughs> like, dude, like that's, that's all the, that's, um, and, and look, I don't know if you can see it or not, but that is an earring in his right ear. There is a 100% chance he is gay. <laughs> I think I can see the earring. I forgot that that's what that, uh, does that still mean that that's some nineties <laughs> stuff, man. I don't know that it ever did, but (laughs) (laughs) I, that is just, I mean, that is astounding. That was not like, um, you know, it reminded me of the Aleppo moment for Gary Johnson, but that was clearly a question that they were asking in a way to like, kind of as a got you question. You know, like they didn't have to say like, what, you know, what do you think of Aleppo? It's like, it's just kind of a weird way of phrasing that kind of question. This is like, wow, is this basic? Uh, The the Brady motion. Um, And, you know, I, I knew that this was a thing. I don't think I would have known if he was just like, do you know what the Brady motion is? I don't think I would have known that offhand, but. I definitely know that this is something that you have to do. Like if you have evidence that can exonerate the the person you're prosecuting, you have to turn that over. Right. Is that, that's basically what the Brady motion is. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's right. Uh, let's see. He, uh, he got his bachelor's from Northern Colorado and then he got his JD at the university of Arizona. Yeah. Isn't okay. Arizona a party school? Yeah, those are not uh, really. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be like fucking Harvard or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, either way, I mean, that is just an embarrassing, um, embarrassing display. And you can tell, like, as soon as somebody repeats the question, you just ha- you know that he has no idea. And that guy wasn't even really trying to embarrass him. I don't think. I think he was just asking him about a. Basic I don't think thing. he really, yeah. I don't think he thought that he was going to have to like really follow up on the Brady motion. I thought he was going to like get, you know, an he thought he was going to get an answer to it and then he could like question his answer. I don't think he's going to like, oh, I have no idea what that is. It's like, wow, dude. And you've been practicing law for four and a half years. Well, um, and it, I, I mean, I, so I'm, I'm reading the, a, uh, legal summary of the Brady motion, just so we get the the correct wording with it. A Brady motion is a request by a defendant to compel prosecutors in a criminal case to turn over potentially favorable evidence. It is enshrined in Supreme Court ruling Brady versus Maryland and requires prosecutors to disclose exculpatory information in the government's possession to the defense, which may reduce a, a defendant's potential sentence, go against the credibility of an unfavorable witness, or otherwise allow a jury to infer against their guilt. So it's it's a guarantee of a fair trial. Like if the prosecution has stuff that would that would exonerate you, you can make a Brady motion and they have to turn that over. And if yeah. they and if they don't there's uh, there's legal precedent against the prosecution if they don't do that. Right. Yeah, and it's just like wow, you would think like dude, I don't know, just being like with all of the 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 narrative i guess you would say of like being a, a black man in a, in the you know white supremacy judicial system that that kind of case would really sort of stick in your mind when you're studying the law 
from this guy's perspective be like oh like i can't like the you know the the state can't come after me just because i'm a black man and like hide evidence you know that you, you know what i'm trying to say like yeah that to me this this is like tailor-made question for him because it's something that I think a lot of uh, people of color are afraid of when they get involved in the judicial system. Like, oh, this system was built to, you know, keep me in chains, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna bury evidence against me, and they won't turn everything over. And it's like, oh, well, here's this motion <laughs> that says they can't do that, and never heard of it. Recalls the name of the case. It's like, yeah, he just gave you the name of the case, <laughs> but something with the Second Amendment. <laughs> it's like. It's a good guess. It's a Republican asking you questions. Some like Southern guy. So yeah, probably something with the Second Amendment. Classic, classic uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion hire. They must be so proud. Once again, doing doing a great, uh, doing a lot of favors for this whole uh, movement to to put more people of color in these types of positions. Yeah, I'm trying to look at his like legal history and stuff. I'm not seeing a lot of. I mean, as a as a judge, you would think that uh, he would at least be familiar with that because that that seems like something that would come up in court from time to time. But I don't know. Not in his four and a half years, which, by the way, not a long time to be. Pre- he looked a lot older, didn't he? I mean, it's just because he has a shaved head. But I thought he was going gray in the beard. Four, four and a half years, that's it? How long does it take to go to law school? Like, you should be a lawyer by, like, what, 28? Um, I don't know. Some, yeah, some are usually out by that point. But, I mean, yeah, if he was, if he, it says he started in 2000, so he's been doing it for, you know, 23 years. So, pushing 50, right around 50, probably. Yeah. No, I never heard of the Brady motion. All right, well. <laughs> Doing a great job educating these kids. (laughs) He's got degrees. He went to college. He went to law school. He passed the bar. Never came up, I guess. I don't know. I just can't believe that, like, he's been a sitting judge and hasn't, I don't know, because he has had some criminal case rulings. He's dealt with, uh, he's dealt a lot with, uh estates and stuff like that like you would think but uh i mean it's it's well yeah but but we saw the same thing with katanji brown jackson like she she showed a blatant lack of knowledge on a lot of or on some like big issue type things that uh a sitting judge especially if you're going to be a supreme court justice should probably know about all right like yeah and in in a normal world, you would have to do that. Well, we're living in a clown world where we're elevating people based on the the color of their skin or their sexuality or some other you know ridiculous uh, meaningless characteristic, and this is the result that you get. It's uh, ugh. I don't know, man. You wonder why we have such bad presidential candidates. It's like, <laughs> I think we just have bad everything. Too much, uh, too much government schooling. Jay Forte says that uh, <clears throat> asking them about about the Brady motion was not as difficult of a question as asking him to define a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> I was joking on Twitter about the Brady Tuck rule, not the Brady motion. I don't know if anybody saw that. <laughs> I did. I appreciated it as a as a sports fan. I like. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have just just go like that and make a joke out of it at least or something, man. That was just rough to it was just w- rough to watch him because you know from the second he repeats the question that he just had no idea what the answer was and he just kind of had to fumble through it and then just say second amendment. <laughs> well, in my time in the legal practice, I uh, haven't had the occasion for that to, it's like, dude, just say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? I didn't get much sleep last night. <laughs> I'm running out of game. I, I need you a don't have to meet a, you don't have to meet a word happen. down in your response. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely questions that you could ask me that, I know the answer to. And at that moment, I would look like a bumbling buffoon because I couldn't think of it just because I killed too many brain cells that weekend or something like that. Or you just have like a brain fart kind of thing. But wow, man. I just feel uh, like it's not coming to me right off the top of my head. Could you could you refresh me and maybe that'll clear it yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. There's better ways to handle that. Oof, I don't know. They're, yeah, they're, don't they're know. definitely not sending their best. <laughs> That's some I, I'm sure are good people. Oh God, but is that it? I think that was just about everything that we had queued up. Mostly just Donald Trump craziness. I wonder if this guy is going to be the one uh, <laughs> presiding over the trial. He's from Colorado, so probably not. I don't think Trump. I don't think Trump's got a lot of dealings out that direction. You know. Yeah, right? it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting to see what happens over the next week or so. I, I can't these this is just uncharted waters. It's very I love the the political theater of it, but wow, are there some really bad takes on this, particularly from libertarians that I've seen on the Twitters. It's like, yeah, I would I, I want every president to pretty much be arrested, but not like this. Not for just giving some chick some money to shut up. That's uh, on one of those posts, somebody the oh, it was the one where he uh he said or where uh, Cohen had the letter that said that Trump didn't reimburse him. And then somebody posted a, like a picture of a check that Trump had written to Cohen for like 35 grand at some other point. Like they, they make sure they block out like the dates and everything. It's like, um, (laughs) what didn't he pay? 130 grand is not the same as 35 grand. And and Cohen has been his legal, has been his legal counsel for a long time. So it's possible that he's paid him at other points. In, yeah. I mean, there's just like, there's a million ways to get around that. You're never going to be able to, like, you'd have to be an idiot to write him a check for the exact amount that you're, you know, have, have like three other people send him checks, you know, uh, pay him in fucking Bitcoin. I don't know. There's like a million ways to get around what they're trying to pin on him. And you, like, I get that Donald Trump's an idiot, but he's not like this fucking stupid. You don't get to be a billionaire um, running businesses and things like that without knowing how to handle these types of situations. You think this is the first fucking hooker he's paid off? Of course not. Of Ma- course not. Magoo says, you mean the sex work is real work crowd wants Trump arrested for, the, for their exact calls? <laughs> that is a great fucking point. They absolutely do. Hmm. Yeah, uh, he's just paying her a living wage. Uh, yeah, she wants he wants her to live in dignity. 
it's <laughs> another great when you, when you have all these porn stars talking about how it's so empowering to be a porn star. <laughs> oh gosh, should should we do a women are cringy uh, episode sometime? Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> I, I highly recommend following the uh, the Twitter Twitter account women posting their L's. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I've seen. I think I see some of those maybe because you comment on them. They pop up in my feed or whatever, however that works. But yeah, I think somebody put together like compilations of like <laughs> these interviews of the, they'll be doing of like porn stars talking about how empowering it is to like be in the business or whatever. And then they'll cut to like a guy pissing on them. <laughs> like, yeah, this is so empowering. <laughs> that's definitely empowering. That's, that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's real work though, man. You doing right. a happy hour tonight? Well, I probably Are could. You doing it next week? Let's uh you know what? You want to do one? Are you available? I'm I got I'm working so I mean Yeah. Let's I can see. I can do what I usually do and let y'all watch me sit at my desk and work. <laughs> so last week was supposed to be our regularly scheduled one and it was St. Patrick's Day observed or whatever maybe it was the actual saint patrick's day i don't even know anymore but so i canceled it in honor of that so i don't know if we want to do one this week and then another one next week or wait till next week and just get on a regular schedule um actually it might be better to wait till next week because <clears throat> there's ncaa basketball games going on tonight and, and me and magoo have a uh, vested interest in that so okay yeah yeah, maybe we'll take a break for March Madness. There we uh, go. Yeah, and I think, you know, I might have my, I don't know how much longer. My nephew's here, so I got to play. Uh, yeah, I've seen him peeking away. around in the background a couple times. <laughs> Has he been sneaking up on me? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, okay. That's all I got for this Friday. You're never going to see Donald Trump behind bars. That's my prediction. Guaranteed. Not a bold prediction, but. Magoo yeah. says whenever we do do the next happy hour, he'll try not to be blackout drunk for the last hour of the show or of the of the uh, call. You don't have to do that. I enjoy blacked out Magoo. <laughs> Everybody does. That's, yeah. that's the most fun Magoo. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to become a contributing member, join the happy hour, and get in on like 3, 3 a.m., Magoo is 18 beers deep and just going on about some crazy shit that happened to his next door neighbor at a New Year's party. <laughs> yeah. And th so there are two different ways you can do that. You can become a supporting listener of this podcast going to, uh, by going to peddlingfictionpodcast.com. Click on the support the show tab. I'll link to that in the description. If you set up any recurring monthly donation, I will allow you in to the Friday night happy hour inner circle. Or you could um, subscribe to the Substack, which I've, I'm a little behind putting stuff out on. But if you become a pay, uh, a paying subscribing member, I do free stuff usually once a week. Uh, this past couple of weeks have been a little crazy for me with uh, the condo and everything. So I haven't been putting much out there. But I do a little bit of free stuff every week. And then I do some private content for the supporting uh, subscribers to that. And all of you guys can join us every other Friday for some uh some good old-fashioned happy hour fun hell yeah yeah so i guess we'll just uh get out of here on that you do all that for us and we will be back 
on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.